Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, listeners, welcome to the show. Howdy, hey. <laughs> Here we are again, back in the wonderful studios, downtown Martinez, uh, California. It's starting to get hot. Bet you it's hot. It happens in the summertime. It's like Africa hot up here. <laughs> Tarzan couldn't stand this kind of hot. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. Speaking of hot, how's... Uh, I won't go there. Was it <laughs> Speaking of hot, was it hot in the brewery uh, near the kettle uh, recently, or has that thing been fired up? Or yeah, yeah, we uh, fired up on Friday. Oh. We did uh, we did a double batch on really? Friday. Yeah, what kind of numbers did you hit? Uh, insanely high. <laughs> we, <laughs> really, we used essentially the same exact same, same grist. We're thinking, okay, sure. well, got to start somewhere. Just yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just you know, like, we th- we think we'll be a little high, uh, but let's uh, let's just take the same grist. And we ended up. Um, so normally we're shooting for like fifteen and a half Plato, about thirty seven, thirty eight barrels in the kettle. And uh, we were like at twenty plate. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Yikes! And then uh, in our Gee, your grain bill just went. Down. And our runnings were still running around twelve to fifteen plate as well. It was wow. like, oh my god, what's happening here? We'd be able to make barley wines there pretty easy. It looks like to me. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I think we could uh, do some do a full some batch of that big stuff. Belgians and some barley wines and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. We, so what took us the longest was we ended up having to dump a whole bunch of wort. And uh, yeah. water it down to trying to get it right. down to what uh, normal strength was. That had to hurt. Uh, yeah, it was just <laughs> a lot what, of measurements. What hurt was, you know, we started at eight thirty in the morning, we didn't get out till twelve thirty at night. Oh, now when you do that diluting, is there? Are you doing it by formula? Or are you just saying let's just drop on a? Well, I'm doing it by formula. Okay, you so know, but you see what you have, and you see where you, you want know, to be. New kettle, you're not exactly sure, sure what the volumes are. It's like, well, that line right there, we think is thirty eight barrels. <laughs> Okay, at what point is, you know, 43 barrels, you know, let's add, you know, five barrels of water or whatever. And so we do, and then, although we have flow here, we'll add five barrels, and then we'll mix it up, and then we'll drain it out, and then it's just like, well, no, we're still high. So that way, if you know how much you put in, you can say if five did this, then another five will do that kind of thing. Yeah, so it just it ends up taking a long time. But yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have, lots you know, of measurements. We gotta gotta get it dialed in. It just yeah. takes takes time. New so equipment is always that way. But, I guess. Um, yeah. So what beer did you make so I can look for the look for this different tasting one hit the market? <laughs> <laughs> like what's this? Would you, I want you to get this beer a different name. Get some labels and uh, it only brewed once. <laughs> evil nephew. Oh please! It's going to be nephew. exactly the same. Nobody will uh, notice the difference. Nobody will notice the difference. All the oh no! We, oh, if I do, I won't say a it. thing. I know what you're getting at. Yeah, beer Drano. beer Drano. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! If it, if it doesn't turn out right, we'll just dump it. 
Well, you know, it sounds like you use a different process to make the wort, and you know it's in a different fermenter. So that's the same process. Other than well, other than you're diluting it, right? You dilute it. Yeah, it, it should work out just fine. Because you never got you never got the late runnings like you normally get in the other beer, right? Because you cut it off before you got there. Right. So if anything, I think you know some of the the tannins, the astringency, maybe you know that you get with later runnings yeah. won't be there at all. Right. You know, not that we had a whole lot to begin with because no. we we cut off our wort at a pretty high nowhere, level. Yeah, nowhere close. It would be yeah. a problem. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's really going to change much there. Right. And the reason I I think it's really not going to be very different at all is that again it was the same ratio of base malt to specialty right. to everything exactly the same right. the fact that we dump some isn't going to change the the resulting beer if we had adjusted the malts well, look, for efficiency that you're, then i would, right. I would, I would start to question it. i would say is you're substituting water for runnings really which is what you're doing right well, if you but, had, but those those thinner runnings are thinner because they've got more water in them. Right, right. I know they're not one hundred percent. They're not like first runnings. It's not like it's not like yeah, it, but it's that different. It could be you know, it's got more water in it. It could be like you know, five Plato or six Plato, right? Those runnings. No, we don't get down there. Huh? I think we cut it off around nine, anyways. All right. So, but you adjusted all pre boil. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't think yeah. it's going to be any different. Uh, and the boil off was what you expected. You're able to didn't hit your. Yeah, cool. yeah, we can that thing that'll that'll boil like a house of fire. If we Is want. that right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a monster, just, huh? Just type in a percentage. Well, type it in. What's this? We what? Oh, you get a computerized sweet. system from your cell phone? Oh, no, we don't need yeah. a brewery anymore. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, mm. I want to yeah, hit this Siri. Make this batch today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's the way it goes. Awesome. It's a modern brewery. We're getting there. Modern. There you go. Well, congrats. Well, thank you. Yeah. One thing we, we haven't brewed is uh, today's style, ESB. Mm. Is Heretic Brew the style? Uh, no, we, we never have. Oh, okay. Hmm. Never have. I mean, I, I'd i be interested in it. I know this is one of your favorite beers to drink. I love I love a good ESB. Yeah. Extra special bitter. It's a great beer. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the interesting thing about it is uh you know the bgcp style guide lists just like a 30 different it's like like an essay i'm not you know (laughs) i think i think that's two things i think one is that it it shows that it's a fairly popular type of style for everybody to brew Uh, everybody loves it you know there's a lot of a lot of breweries brewing it but I also think it smacks of desperation by the BJCP to list some of these because I don't think all of these are great examples. They don't match the style guidelines. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know how it could be great examples if they don't line up with at least that. Well, yeah, whether they, they're a thirty-seven they, version of it or forty-five, that's another thing. But right. there should be forty-point beers in the bottom of this listing. Hopefully, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But I think you know uh, it. It leans towards. If you, uh, you know, if your your local brewery makes an ESB and they think it's a good example of an ESB, I mean, maybe it, re- it really is. Right. It could be. Could be. Now, a lot of times the thing I, I think that I find that is very common in, in domestic ESBs is that the yeast character they're using, like Cal-Ale or yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't have the yeast character. No, it's got to have a English yeast character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll use like American hops and 
It's like if you should do American all that, Pale Ale. Yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's oh, an American Pale Ale. Don't. Oh, silly. Yeah. So and I'm not sure if they're really ESBs. Well, they, yeah, they seem like a lot of them are just hoppier than they should be. Right, and you know ESB can be you know fairly hoppy. It's just um, you know I think. The, and and there, I, I think you you could give it a uh, you know kind of a pass and say, oh, it's you know it's close, you know, on that, or you know, yeah, it's a little bit bold this way or that way. But I think the things you can't really give it a pass on are the Greeks. fermentation esters, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah, I think that's really yeah, that's a flavor that you can't get around. Yeah, if it's going to be British, then how about fermenting with British yeast? Right. What beers are we trying today? Let's see. We've got uh, Fuller's ESB, which is number one on the list of the commercial examples in the style guide. The thing is, the style guide says, well, not everything should be a clone of Fuller's ESB. I don't understand that, but... Yeah, in that, you know, that's real caramelly Uh and uh, malty and, you know, um, there are other strong bitters out there that are more pale and um you know not as caramelly and i think that that's their point mm-hmm. um which which is fine I, you know they're they're saying that it's um you know got some some range to it the thing that that uh oh let, let me uh, finish up and then we've got the anderson valley esb uh anderson valley a, a local brewery around here got a red hook esb um both of those are on the list. Uh, you know, further down the list, Anderson Valley is, boy, third from the bottom, and uh, Red Hook is, is the last one on the list. And then um, we've got Alesmith, uh, San Diego Brewery, Alesmith Anvil ESB. And uh, I don't believe that's on the list. I know Alesmith is in the the style guide uh, a few places, but not on this list, not for ESB. It wasn't on the list, but it was on the shelf. And perfect. <laughs> Not a lot of ESBs are actually. It was hard to find. Well, I, you know, I I swung by the 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 uh, Bevmo in Fairfield and picked up the the Fullers, and they had the uh, Adams uh, Broadside. They had um, I don't think they had they didn't have Bishop's Finger. They had um, oh I think they had Bass. I think they had uh, they had the Black Sheep. They had um, Old Speckled Hen. They had uh, Alaskan ESB. They had Shipyard Old Thumper. Uh, they had a bunch. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe you should have gone to Bevmo. I don't know. The one in Fairfield. The one in yeah, Fairfield. The one you were at. The one I was at. Yeah, awesome. Drive yeah, all I, was, back. I was kind of. I was kind of shocked uh, that they had so many. But uh, anyways. Uh, I think we got a, a decent uh, representative sample here. And, uh, you know, if you believe you brew a great ESB, whether commercial or home brewer, what you want to do is get in hold, in touch with Scott, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, let him know that you've got, you know, a great example of whatever style we're doing. Uh, the list is posted, what, on the forum? It's posted on the website? It's posted where? Uh, both. You can find the show schedule on the, the home- rest of the year. Um, yeah, you can find the rest of the year schedule in the forum. You can find uh, about a month out uh, on the homepage, the bottom left corner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've got, if you brew a great example of something like that, 
you take a look at that, get a hold of Scott. We're not going to take every last uh, example, but uh, you know, convince them why uh, we should we should taste yours on the air and uh, send two bottles. And if uh, yeah, send or three, two twelves or one twenty two, and then uh, uh, you know, if you happen to be the the best example of uh, the style that we got there, apparently you win a jet ski. <laughs> Apparently, when a Jesky Jesky still out is, there, isn't it? I, think, yeah, I saw some guys sleeping on that last night. I saw the rims. Yeah, the rims are there. But, uh, <laughs> I so see Scott on, pull up, up underneath blocks. the river here, you know, with the jet ski, right. climb up the ladder in the studio. River, it's very generous of you. I know the uh, rivulet, the uh, uh, the trickle, the trickle, <laughs> the ooze out the window. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back. Uh, We'll be tasting the beers during the break, and, and uh, when we come back, we'll hear uh, from John uh, Plissé about uh, uh, the BJCP style guide on ESB right after this. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5-gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure today. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. <sighs> I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, 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 it can't be done. 
with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer. The people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Like Billy Idol right there, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. I once saw Billy Idol in uh, Chico. You did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How was that? It did, was awesome. Did you, did you rock your world? Oh, yeah. <laughs> had had some, some good-looking chicks sitting on my uh, shoulders. Don't know who she was, but... Yeah, on your was, lap. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember it? <laughs> oh, I remember all sorts of stuff from that trip. That was that was something else. I went with my uh, my good friend Eric Klingensmith, who uh, uh, the last couple of years he's met. He lives out in uh, Colorado, so he meets me at oh. the GABF. I get him a ticket uh, uh, through judging, and so he comes and uses that judging ticket. I asked him before we, before I sign up, I'm like, okay, what what day do you want to go? <laughs> That's awesome. He comes out, meets me, we, we wander around and, and try beers, and it's totally cool. Do you, do you rage? You know, do you pillage the, the town like you used to do? Or no, you, <laughs> no, you don't no. do that anymore. A couple of fat old dudes that just kind of <laughs> stagger around, <Okay. laughs> talk about talk about old times and stuff. It's no. great to see him every year. I really love it. And uh, it just it reminds me, you know, Billy Heidel, he was there and did all sorts of strange stuff. Yeah, we drove from UC Davis up to Chico and he had some friends up there and, and the whole thing. 
Oh, awesome. Back in back in the day, <laughs> you kind of blushed a little bit, so I'm just kind of imagining back in the day the youthful Jamil, the, the naughty doing, Jamil. I'm still doing that shit. We talking about? the naughty Jamil. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Mike, that's you the are day, yeah. man. Hey, don't miss the mic. Breeze is strong. <laughs> so, John, tell ESB. us about uh, ESB. Yeah, I, give us I, give us the rundown. What what's uh, d- you, you know describe the whole ESB thing here uh, for us? Chap- chapter one. <laughs> yeah, the BGCP style guide is quite long about uh, ESB. No, this beer is uh, it's incredibly complex, I find, with the malt profile. Um, especially the recipe, the specialty grains used. It's, there's this grainy kind of fruit character involved, and then there's and then when you use a, an English strain, the ester profile kind of brings out these specialty grains. So mm-hmm. this beer should be very, very malty complex uh, aromatic aromatic exactly um fairly bitter you know some firm hop bitterness but Mm -hmm. not overly bitter like an american pale ale Um, a balance a drinkability if you will yes drinkability is a key it should be dry you know not cloyingly sweet from the Mm -hmm. specialty grains start sweet finish dry exactly right Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. low co2 is acceptable you know you definitely Mm -hmm. don't want it overly carbonated that'll add bitterness an impression of bitterness especially on draft right right Mm -hmm. and you can always tell a good bar on depending on their carbonation levels too. You know, that's how they serve their beers. But mm-hmm. uh, this beer, I definitely would have a lower CO two. You mm-hmm. know, ABV is anywhere from four and a half to six percent alcohol. I mm-hmm. would shoot for the low end. You know, IBU range is thirty to fifty IBUs. I, uh, I would too. I'm with you. I'd, I'd shoot for the lower end. I think you want to bring out the malt profile. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. let the grains speak for themselves. Let the mm-hmm. yeast be there. You know, and don't let the alcohol kind of take over. Mm-hmm. So that's ESP. All right. Well, and one thing that the um, you know the style guide talks about goes into how um, let's see uh, aroma uh, often with a low to moderately strong caramel component, uh, more subtle and paler versions, and I think you know um, you know one of the only ones is maybe like the Fuller ZSB that has that real caramelly component, and and a lot of times other ones that you sense. Uh, you get yourself an old, staled version that's come off the ship a long time ago and been sitting hot yeah. on some uh, retailer shelf, um, and it's got this huge caramelly thing. You know, you got to be careful that that is not you know just oxidation that you're tasting because that really, especially in a beer with caramel in it, can come across super caramelly. And I I, I wonder. Um, you know, flavor, they say, normally has a moderately low to somewhat strong caramelly malt sweetness. Uh, I don't like sweetness. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't sweetness. know. Again, I think that, you know, maybe the guide is slightly flawed in that way that they're emphasizing what, you know, people take as being, you know, uh, a character of the beer. And if you go over to to Britain, you, you get these you know, nice and fresh and there's like, boy, there's not a whole lot of caramel in these things. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some. Right. But it's, you know, uh, you know, in the U.S., people should be aware, and in Australia, wherever else, you should be aware that, you know, these beers that you're getting, you know, there's that staled component, that, that uh, you know, oxidized staled component to it, and don't mistake that for uh, caramelly. And don't try and clone that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, you can. You just leave it out in the heat. Uh, and uh, you but know, as a, a home brewer, though, I think with this beer, you got to really be careful with the percentage of specialty malts. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I brewed your recipe years ago, and I, mm-hmm. that those specialty malts are perfect. The percentages, and I, mm-hmm. I've never changed it ever since. Mm-hmm. But they always have this balanced malt profile. But there's right. this kind of grainy graham cracker like flavor that goes on mm-hmm. in the background, mm-hmm. and it's just all the way through the palate. Well, that's one thing I'm getting out of this uh, Alesmith uh, Anvil ESB. I get a lot of uh, biscuit and toast and some caramel. You know, none of them overwhelming, but all of them quite rich and very present. You you get in the aroma, you get in the flavor, you get, I think that's, you know, quite well done. Yeah, obviously they're using, uh, you know, British Crystal, um, which a lot of ESBs I've had don't use British Crystal either. They don't use the British yeast or uh, British ingredients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They call it an ESB. But yeah, that, I like the uh, I like the malt character in the uh, Alesmith beer. Right, and I, you know, like John saying, I think you know that's a good example of how to use you know considerable amount of specialty malt, but use it in a balance, mm-hmm. not overwhelming, not too much, yeah, not so it's heavy and cloying, not so it's you know, you lose all other sense of the beer, but in a balance with the the yeast character, with the hops, with the bittering, the alcohol, everything that that you might uh, consider there. Yeah, a lot of homebrewers when they are trying to clone a recipe, I always tell them to go be very conservative with how much specialty malts they want to do two pounds for five gallons. Like, no, no, do a half mm-hmm. a pound, a quarter <laughs> pound. You know, just get to know what it does for your beer. Right. You know, and, and then adjust from there. And use a quality malt. I think. Right. Um, you know. I, I have um, you know, some recipes in the Brewing Classic Styles book where I think, you know, had I had access to, you know, maybe some higher quality British crystals, I would have used those instead. And maybe even less of it because you might right. get more malt character right, right. from those. That was a big debate years ago, too, wasn't it? Like, oh, you can't brew an ESP without using English malts. Right. You know, well. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. I guess you can't. I guess you can. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, you know, if you want to brew the best of them, I think, I think you need it. Sure. But the one thing I would toe the line on, the one thing I would say is critical is yeast and fermentation. I'd say, you know, if if you don't have that, then you really just don't have an ESB. Right. I mean, you have, a, like you're saying, John, a, a pale, American pale yeah. ale. <laughs> there you go. I think that's, that's an excellent point. Or a poorly fermented beer. <laughs> well, and the one that really jumps out to me ester-wise, is that uh, Fuller's ESB. I mean, that's obviously British, you know, yeast. That's the Fuller's yeast. There's a ton of yeast esters in it. But it also has an oxidized grain aroma to me. That kind of, I don't know, it's bready. Yeah, a little bit. You know. I think it's actually pretty pretty fair example of of the beer, Uh, you know, for for a bottled beer sitting warm on the shelf, it's probably I don't know if there's a, any particular date on it. Uh, what's the code here? Best before twenty four of September two thousand and twelve. Where'd you get that, Scott? No, no, that I, one was Jay Z. That was Jay Z. That was Bebmo, his beloved Fairfield, Fairfield, Fairfield Bebmo. No, not so hot hey. now, are you? <laughs> I think there's some feedback there. They had it. I'm, I'm surprised it's, it's it actually held such up. Good, such good shape, yeah. Because best before is <laughs> at least uh, what six months? That's seven months ago. Man. Seven seven months past the best before. No, well, that's pretty decent. It says best before, not shitty after. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Still beer drink. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll put that on the Heretic Beers. Shitty after. <laughs> that would be brilliant. 
Well, you mentioned that this, would be original. <laughs> you mentioned this before, Jay Z. About or might might suck after. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You have a little scale on there. Have like three or four dates. Yeah, exactly. Don't even drink this shit after this. <laughs> Are you fucking no, uh, kidding me? You mentioned this before. Is like well, we get we get dialed into the aged flavor of uh, English uh, beers that we get, right? Right. Because that's just the way we get them. That's what we've calibrated to. And then, like you said a while ago, the place to really find them and understand them is is over there, where they don't have to go through all this uh, mileage and treatment. Well, I remember one uh, one conference. They went to some, the BJCP went to some uh, lengths for the BJCP judges dinner thing, training thing, where they brought over a Southern English brown from England. Hmm. They like got a couple of cases brought over in somebody's suitcase so everybody could taste it fresh. And it was, uh, you know, a, 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 quite a revelation to a lot of people that, wow, it doesn't taste all... Where's that British small Where's character? Where's that British character? Yeah. The British character, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I thought that that was, that was pretty interesting, that, that they went to that uh, that length. Well, what do you guys think of the uh, the other beers, the Anderson Valley, the... Uh, the Red Hook is pretty cool. ESB. The Red Hook is what? This is watered down in... Uh, Skunky. It's skunky, yeah. Soul-free. When I opened that thing up, man, it smelled ass. I mean, it's, a mile it's away. still is skunky. Yeah. It's been open for, you know, a good half hour. Good half hour. <laughs> As it warms up, it's, it's more in the flavor now than the aroma. Yeah. Hmm. But I'll drink it on an airplane when traveling. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the other options. So John discloses his alcoholism. <laughs> exactly. Nothing. I drank it in the bag, out of a bag in the gutter. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Anderson Valley beer is, uh, it must be like 55 IBUs or something like that. It's really, yeah, really up that's there. That's got a lot of bittering. That's, oh, that's hot bomb. I think it, it might be too much bittering for a classic ESB, but I'm not sure they're really trying to brew a classic ESB, but they are listed as one of the one of the examples there. I think it's... Um, like an extra pail, actually. <laughs> Right, it's got a you know kind of a nice breadiness to it. That's a like a paler version of the uh, of the style. I think it's a nice beer. I, I enjoy it's it. A nice beer. It's six point eight percent, which yeah. makes it like an IPA. Before the show, wow. I, I I I drank a drank one where you guys got here. Oh. I needed a beer. I'm like, eh, Scott's got a whole six pack of them. I'm going to drink one of these. Yeah, hey, but that's a like more pale version. Again, I think. You know, it's lesser down on the scale there just because, um, like Tasty's saying, too bitter. You know, too, and, and that's another common mistake that a lot of people, uh, new homebrewers make. As they say, extra special bitter. Oh, okay. You know, and they <laughs> bitter the holy living shit out of it. And by our standard, by somebody else's standard, right, English right. standards, yes. Putting yeah. a pound of hops in. Yeah. Uh, extra. It's, it's more of a balanced, you know, drinkable beer with quite a bit of you know malt character with you know uh, enough balancing bitterness you know and a firm bitterness but not uh, overwhelming and i think that uh, the anderson valley goes you know too too heavy on that nice beer like yeah, i said nice i drank beer. one before the show but you know as far as esbs goes that's if you were entering in a competition and it was like that you'd have to find judges that you know expected it to be super bitter um on the uh, Ale Smith and the Fullers, I'm getting, you know, those are the darker kind of versions. You know, more malty, caramelly, 
need those that, that dark copper kind of color to them. And both of them exemplify, I think, that, that balance, that drinkability balance, that malt and bittering balance is very classic mm-hmm. of the style. Is Ale Smith to style, though, you think? Yeah, I do. I think I think it could use more uh, British East character. Okay. I'd cut back on the caramel malts a little bit. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. the Fuller's is more caramelly. Of course, it's just seven months past its are-you-fucking-kidding-me date. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the hops have probably yeah, dropped out to make it yeah. come, become a lot less balanced. Right, right. And but, what's your impression, Scott? Have you consumed a lot of uh, British uh, ESB? No, because I can't find them on any liquor store shelves, apparently. Uh, I'm familiar with Red Hook, but but that was pretty much the only one. Uh-huh. Um, I'm proud to say that I had written Skunky about the Red Hook beer without uh, your guys' prompting. Oh, very nice. Um, the uh, Yeah, again, I'm struck by how different they all are in color and taste. And uh, I, the, the Anderson Valley one was way the most enjoyable for me. It was a runaway favorite. Uh, oh, it wow. tasted the cleanest to me. So I don't know if that's about its age or the way it was fermented or what, but it just... Clean. That's it, all I got when it I wasn't redolent of lilac and uh, white pepper and Bartlett pear. <laughs> the Read the label. That's it's funny. It is locally brewed. A burnished gold hue with a persistent rocky white head. Floral, spicy aroma, redolent of lilacs, white pepper, and Bartlett pears, with undertones of blueberry, honey, and roses. A pleasant balance of crisp bitterness with a clean malt profile, adorned spicy herbal hop flavors, lasting into a dry, refreshing finish. That's I didn't say your opinion. I said read the label. Right. Yeah. I thought well, that's that uh, quite a description there. That is right. roses, petals, and like it's a redolent of lilac. It yes. makes me thirsty. <laughs> well, to me, it's not a uh, it's not a bad West Coast IPA. Actually, it's really hoppy and uh, yeah. So you like the beer? You're just saying not an ESB. It's not an ESB. Oh, uh, you're you're going all the way I'm IPA. Going, yeah, we think just pick and sip and think that. I mean, it warms up the bitterness of these. Who's for me? Are you think, do it ain't my number one. W- what about the cleanliness? <laughs> it's, what am I picking no, up no, on? Strong, no, strong it's a good pale clean ale. Yeah. 6.8%. So. I, put it, I put it with a strong, yeah. I mean, the way IPAs are nowadays, blasting, you know, hop <laughs> character. <laughs> like you're, blasting. Oh, when you make one, you're going to do the same thing, aren't you? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoops. I think, I'll have to um, ask Chris what his recipe says. <laughs> I think... Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'd, I'd go strong pale ale or... Yeah, it's got that overall impact. Even yeah. though by numbers it's probably higher. If it's 6.8, it's right, got to be right. hopped, up, hopped up to 55 IBUs or more. Oh, yeah. So otherwise yeah. it'd be, you know, sugar brown. So huh. w- why do you think they called it an ESB? I mean, it's not as if a pale ale wouldn't sell. I'll have it might to even ask, sell better. I'll ask Fal when I see him uh, this weekend. Huh. Um, or, or I'll have somebody else ask him. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> the interesting thing is... Uh, what is it, uh, Mavericks? I was talking to, to Pete at Mavericks oh. about there. They've got a rye pale ale, mm-hmm. 3.75%. Awesome. And they were they were saying it's like 50 or 55 IBUs. But it's probably balanced. It huh? doesn't, doesn't taste like it's the rye, all huh? balanced out. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They it said it had that so by, by lab. Yeah, they said 55. Oh, they said by lab. Yeah. Huh? Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you yeah were, I questioned You that. were there. You were there at the yeah at the, 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 the yeah. brew club meeting where we both right, spoke. Right, right. We, yeah. had the, we went to brew club meeting and both Jamil and I spoke. How about that? Show? Right, right, and the guys from Mavericks and the guys from Mavericks. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was great. That was a, a great homebrew club meeting. The it was. Uh, Green Valley Homebrewers. We 
They there. always have a lot of extra people show up when you and I are there. You know what I'm saying? They say that's not, yeah, that's I don't love. Know. Yeah, they said that. Kind of oh, thing. really? 30, 40% more people. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. I just thought they had a real good crowd. <laughs> well, they sometimes do, but it's yeah. only for some big dealers. Oh, it's, it's, it's such a good, great, uh, good uh, group of people. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're, I love talking to those guys. Yeah, I always, I always have fun at that. Uh, I always enjoy that. Uh, all right. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. No, I, I wanted to. Uh, mention uh you know if you're if you're looking to make a great esb <laughs> you might want to try going to our sponsor uh northern brewer northernbrewer.com they pay for the show so you don't have to so the least you could do is go check out the website check out their stuff uh they've been a, a sponsor for a long time since uh, john and i started way back in the day and uh you know what i'm proud to say is you know we've got sponsors that I have no hesitation in recommending you go, you buy some stuff from them, you're going to be happy. If if for some bizarre reason you're not happy, they'll make it right. Great customer service, along with great prices, great products, great shipping. Um, you know, that's that's why they've grown so big is because they care and they know how to do it right. And so, they all brew. And they all brew, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Cool, cool grump, uh, group of people and uh, a lot of fun. So check them out, northernbrewer, northernbrewer.com. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, let's talk a little more recipe. Let's talk a little bit about the beers. Maybe we'll f- figure out who, uh, which, which is our favorites right after this. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. 
Yes, JP, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a fight. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zinashev original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home-brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Ah, what'd you get? 
More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but the cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back <clears throat> talking ESB. And you know, one of the things about ESB, it makes me, it, re, it, it, it seems like um, such a homebrew style to me. It's a great homebrew. You know, when you're when you're starting out homebrewing, yeah, totally. everybody hears about, you hear about certain things, ESB, pale ale, the IPA stout. My first sex track was ESB. Hey, poor. So ESB is not a style I, I, I really ever made well. Well, I made it for uh, I. Well, I don't know. I guess before I was really getting into my, I, I was using RO water, but I was only you know doing one water profile, which was this like uh, what it, I, I think it's called Ideal Pale Ale. It's Randy Mosher's uh, like Burtonized water, basically. It's got high in sulfate, so I was using you know that kind of water uh, to try to make an ESB, and I couldn't figure out why. It was always coming out with this sort of like harsh bitterness. I could never really get the beer to be malty. It was just like always, you know, overly, overly bitter kind of thing. And uh, finally, I think I was uh, rented by, I think, Olin Schultz over at More Beer. And uh, he uh, said to me, you know, he said, are you, still using, are you using that regular water, like your IPA water for that? And he goes, yeah. So all you need to change it up, you know, quite a bit. So then I came up with this other water profile which I call like mild ale or something like that. So, for instance, like uh, the calcium on my IPA uh, is like 100 parts per million, and on, on this mild uh, profile, it's like 60. And the biggest difference is like the sulfates on the IPA profile are like 350 or 300. And in, in these mild ale, ale, they're more like 100 or something like that. So hmm. uh, and then I also realized that uh, to get to get the... Uh, uh, the, the calcium component, I mean, it'd be better to use calcium chloride because the chlorides would actually bring out the maltiness in the beer is, is what I became, came to understand. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a thing where you're making a light beer, and I consider this still to be a light beer, especially when it's in style. The water is really is really important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to make it more English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more English? Use English yeast. That's, that's my thing. That's what these guys have got to learn to do. Well, and uh, you know, a great place to learn it. Things like Zymergy magazine, 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 Zymergy magazine. The online version is I called understood. that, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's called a magazine. Yes. Uh, well, and you can you can get uh, Zymergy if you're a member of the AHA, and I suggest if you're not, you should be. One of my favorite uh, organizations. I I'm a lifetime member. It's the cool. It's a great organization. They do a lot for homebrewing. Absolutely, and if you sign up, uh. 
for the HA, what you're doing is signing up for an organization that's you know really looking out for the rights of homebrewers, doing a lot to further the homebrew community. You know, it's not just about the conference, the competition, just like, changing you know, laws. You know, <laughs> the, the magazine, <laughs> the pub discount program. Uh, you know, the online forums that they host. Uh, you know, just so many things. Uh, that, uh, you know, GABF, the Members Day. There's That's a lot worth of, the price of admission right there. Right there. Yeah, a lot of people will become members just to get into yes, that get Members of, Day yeah, GABF. Exactly. And uh, I think it's it's well worth it. I think uh, everybody should sign up for it. And, and if you do it through the Brewing Network site, the Brewing Network actually gets a slice of that back. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I think it's, uh, if you sign up and, and you don't think it's worthy, I, I'm shocked. Absolutely shocked. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me, man. Don't talk to me. <laughs> well, All right. So, who? Anybody have a uh, a favorite amongst these? Scott. Scott. Let's start with Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll tell, I, we can tell him he's wrong. I kind of blew my load in the last segment by telling you guys that it was uh, the, Anderson uh, Valley. the Anderson Valley. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of the cleanliness of the beer. Now, not to style, and I can I can see that now. But it was it was the most enjoyable of all the of all the beers, and they, and they were also different. It was hard mm-hmm. to tell which one was to style. Hmm. Also, I don't know anything. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's apparent. Okay. <laughs> what about you, John? What was your favorite? Fullers. The Fullers. Yeah. Really? Wow, that blows. My Even mind. at seven months old. Yeah, that was my that's, favorite too. Wow. Yeah. Really? God, you know, it's got that. It <laughs> all the the huge fruit, fruity character fruity. and the caramel maltiness. and the maltiness, and it's got that great, uh, you know, very firm bitter balance that really it hides. And just every once in a while, it kind of you kind of find it, and you're like, "Oh wow, that is bitter," you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, hop character wise, and the, just the fermentation character is just just a thing of beauty. And the water the was Smith for me was a strong second. Mm. Um, you know, again, just for maltiness, and it's got the, the balancing bitterness. The Anderson Valley, I really like, but you know, as far as style wise, eh, yeah. too too bitter. Yeah, but uh, like I said, I drank a, an entire bottle of it for the show, so. It's a good, refreshing it's good IPA, is what I call it. Well, I actually had the Ale Smith first. I actually thought that uh, well, yeah. I, I could drink, you know, several pints of that. I thought it was right, pretty right. well balanced. Uh, it certainly, you know, pushed the, the bitterness side, but it didn't didn't uh, didn't abuse it too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes in a twenty two ounce bottle. I think I could drink that. Yeah, Fuller, I could the Fuller bottle easy. Yeah. yeah, the Fuller's, you know, I you know, just little to me, a little maybe a little. Uh, I can. I couldn't say that I, I picked up a lot of age, even though we now know it is probably reaching its shelf life. Uh, I don't know. It just wasn't uh, a beer that I thought I could drink a couple pints of. Hmm. All right. But I certainly appreciate the English character in it. I wish that every, all these other beers uh, had okay. English yeast, probably used at a appropriate temperature to get those esters. There you go. I just poured myself another Anderson Valley. Good for you. What do you guys think of that? Well, you can have the rest. Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, so we get some questions in the chat. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, if you guys are in the chat room, the first question that Scott reads, you already decide in your mind which one you're reading first, right? Yes. Okay. That person is going to win a copy of uh, the 30 Classic Styles uh, from BYO Magazine. They took, uh, I, I write the style profile column every, every issue for the past God knows how many years and God knows how many years in the future. They took 30 of the best ones and put it into like a little book magazine thing. Slick. And we've got some copies to give away. How many copies? Oh, they like sent us two a or three? case. Okay. 
Nice. And so uh, we gave away a few. I think JP accidentally shipped a few to people. <laughs> so there still should be some more. <laughs> and uh, uh, so just got to get that person's contact information and send them out a copy. Uh, and I will even sign it if they if they wish. So um, wish. All right. Well, that person is after lab. So send me uh, send me an email after lab Scott at the brewing network dot com and uh, we'll take care of it. The question is. What do you guys think about using a healthy dose of Maris Otter in addition to the base malt to help add a subtle malt sweetness and complexity without the overwhelming crystal sweetness? Well, Maris Otter is a base malt. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a you know a cultivar of of uh, barley, and then it can be prepared various ways. I mean, it could be used as a crystal malt. It could be made sure. into any kind of malt, but uh, generally is is malted into a an English pale ale malt. And there's optic and halcyon, all sorts of different kinds as well. Golden Promise, you know, they're all generally so made good. as uh, English pale ale malts. Uh, I would think for this style, I would go, you know, heavy on the English pale ale slash Maris Otter uh, base malt. I would use all uh, Maris Otter or all Golden Promise. And, it, and I don't think it's going to, it's not going to necessarily give a caramelly. It gives kind of that biscuity, rich, malty thing without being caramelly. So I'd go 100%. And then you would add like victory, maybe, or. Right. Or, uh, you know. Uh, English 40 or something, or whatever. Yeah, some crystal, crystal 80, crystal, you know, in the 40s, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I think Ale Smith is maybe using some something toasty, something maybe even a pale chocolate or yeah. They got some nice chocolate to get, to get that toasty. color without that much malt yeah. character. Okay. Yeah. Um, Afterlab follows up uh, with a hops question, which is: um, Are they safe in using English hops uh, other than Fuggles and EKG, um, such as Target, Pilgrim, Challenger, Admiral, etc.? Or would those be inappropriate? No, those are all all fine. Anything that uh, you know comes across as uh, English is fine, and you know they tend to be earthy, um, you know, more floral, more herbal along along those lines. You know, you just don't want something super citrusy. Something you know, cat pissy would be. Yeah, cat piss is not good. Uh, here's another one from a neckbeard beer. Uh, he said, how noticeable is the difference between English and U.S. sea malt? Uh, what is the closest sea malt to the English if they don't have it? Oh, you know, the, so crystal malt, he's asking about uh, crystal caramel malts. And, you know, it's interesting because you could have something the same color, but the flavor is entirely different. It's just this rich full you know almost explosive caramel character that comes out of these these uh, british crystal malts you know the at least the the high quality ones and i'm not saying that there aren't any other producers of great crystal malts but they have a unique flavor that really i don't know what it is and maybe somebody's can do that i'm sure that it's possible to do it elsewhere but you know, it just seems like you know the domestic producers are producing a great product, but it has a different character to it. You know, it's more like an American kind of crystal, and I think that's why I use you know in some of my recipes in, in Brinkley Styles, I went to the special roast, I went to the victory, I went to something that had a little more character to it 
than a regular crystal malt because I couldn't, you know, if you can't get the uh, the British crystal malts, you know, you tend to Something lean towards what you can get. Yeah. Sure. Do you think the uh, British maltsters actually use a different process? They do they use like a more hot water content in the malt to There's to extend different. the malting process to get to develop those those malt characters that we're not getting. Uh, I think they put a little love in every batch. Love. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. It, it's something you know. It's time, temperature, yeah. moisture that, whatever, content. Yeah. Right. You know, heat. It's right. you know, it's like anything. Um, and then, of course, they're using a different varietal, right? They're using probably Marisada. We're using could be Great Western. Could right? be. Yeah, you know, malt. because. You could give, you know, multiple brewers the same ingredients or multiple chefs the same ingredients or multiple, you could, you know, go to, uh, you know, a, a machine shop and all give them the same pile of parts and tell you to build, you know, something of a certain type and everyone's going to come out slightly different. And I, I think it's, you know, along those lines. Gotcha. Well, it's only have more character. Uh, yeah. I can't think of too many American, uh, you know, IPA producers that aren't using uh, British malts in, in those beers. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. And when we, we are you? And we prove the difference on uh, can you brew it when we're trying to you know do the fullers, oh, yeah. you know, and and several other beers. I mean, the difference the, was the celebration ale we missed on because we didn't use the British. Custom. Right. You got to you got to you got to go the British. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, once you do, oh, the taste difference is oh, yeah. is there right. even on the base malt on uh, on the uh, Mirror Pond. You know, we used uh, like a domestic uh, pale ale. Nah. We used, you know, threw in the half Maris Otter English pale ale or something like that because of crisp or something like that. And boom, there it was. Yep. You know, then it was cloned. So it's uh, an important factor. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap up with a few more questions about ESB after this. Have you ever been stuck with a last-minute brewing question? Maybe on a new piece of equipment or a recipe kit you haven't tried before. The Brewmeister knows how that feels and is here for you. The Brewmeister prides themselves on personal service and advice to all of their customers, whether in-store or online. The Brewmeister is a full-fledged home brew store, too, with all the ingredients and gear you need to make great beer and wine. You'll be glad you visited shopbrewmeister.com or one of their stores in Roseville or Folsom when you need to pick up the phone and get your brewing questions answered fast. Visit shopbrewmeister.com right now and see the personal difference the great team at the Brewmeister have to offer. If you visit today, use coupon code BNARMY and get 10% off your first order. Some conditions apply. The Brewmeister, personal service and advice with exceptional quality. Shopbrewmeister.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. 
city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and E. Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Ten, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. 
Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer lull. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking ESB. And, uh, Scott, we got any more questions in the chat? I know that uh, you guys, uh, a lot of people listen to this in the podcast, but if you get the chance, you follow uh, the Brewing Network on social media, You'll find out when we're doing these shows. We're we're actually trying to hit uh, the first Tuesday of every month. Isn't that what we're hitting? Right? Yes. Yeah. We first moved Tuesday it of every month, and uh, so you know, check us out uh, first Tuesday every month. You can join us live. You can listen to the show. You can ask questions in the chat room, etc. Yep. Just like Cadillac Andy did when he asked uh, Jamil if you were to submit a brewing classic style recipe today. How would you change it? He wants to hear Tasty's uh, input as well. For ESB? That's correct. All right. So in the book, which I just so happen to have a copy here, if you haven't uh, picked one up, uh, get one in the uh, Bring Network store. Um, and they're not signed. Wow, that's weird. Um, <clears throat> in that one, it's uh, you know English Pale Ale Malt. And then uh, some Crystal 15, about 5%, and some Crystal 120, about uh, 2.5%. So about a half pound of Crystal 15 and a quarter pound of Crystal 120, like uh, John was talking. That 120 is key. And I would go, you know, something with, you know, the 120 or maybe I'd, I'd switch to British malts for sure. And maybe... You could go a little bit more just with a uh, British, you know, in the 40s, 40 to 50, 45 range, a British crystal, you know, maybe maybe a pound. Just that one instead of these two, you're saying? Yeah, uh-huh. or, um, you know, maybe I'd do an 80, uh-huh. or maybe I'd do the 120 and, uh, you know, but I'd, I'd definitely specify a, a British crystal. Other than that, I think I'd, I'd keep that pretty much the same. You know, run about forty IBU. What yeast? What kind right. of yeast do you say there? The yeast there was uh, WLP002 English Ale, or the Y yeast, uh, nineteen sixty eight London ESB. Mm-hmm. That uh, nineteen sixty eight London ESB. That's a quality yeast right there. Works good. Gives you that good English character. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, 
the the yeast that I really love, West Yorkshire. It's a it's a um, uh, specialty yeast from uh, White Lab or from White Yeast that they I don't, I don't know if they put it out year round, but West Yorkshire yeast. Hmm. Send an email and bug, bug Y yeast about West Yorkshire. What, 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 what is? What, why would I use that instead of say? Oh, oh my God! You could you could <laughs> you could ferment sewage with it, and it would taste so good. Oh really? No, oh, you ferment anything, huh. and it's it's just wonderful. Uh, amazing, amazing uh, top cropping yeast. I uh, I fermented. I I was doing an experiment where I took um, you know pre hop malt extract, mm-hmm. and I just oh. mixed it with water. I didn't boil or anything. I just poured it into a carboy. Did I make bad beer or something? I poured it into a carboy, added water. Okay. Oh, really? No boiling? No boil. Wow. And then I poured in a bag of DME. I shook it up, and then I added the West Yorkshire yeast from from, uh, Y yeast. And, uh, you know, proper proper starter. Starter, okay. Added that in, fermented it out, and I served to everybody. And nobody said a thing about it being extract or anything. They're like, oh, yeah, it's nice. Wow. You can make a lot of beer in a, in a. Oh, it took me 15 minutes to make it. Other than the starter, you it took don't me get, about 15 minutes. You'll have to go to the propane store. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was and I got the manufacturer to send me the, the kits for free. So. Well, that's, that's your biggest awesome. accomplishment right there. <laughs> right there. Getting free stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to try it out, you know, and it, it worked out great. But that West Yorkshire yeast, I used it a few times. And uh, what would happen is the first couple of times I used it, I saw this giant head. You know, I had a lot of head space. Because I think it was like four gallons from the kit, right? Mm. And it was in a six and a half gallon carboy, and and it uh, croisin all the way up to the neck. Wow. Damn! And I'm thinking, yeah, well, baby, that go. thing, that thing's you know fermenting away. And then I come back, you know, like a week later, I was like, well, that thing is still fermenting. Still there. It's still <laughs> what's going on? It's still crazy. It's it just stood there. It creates a shell. It's like <laughs> yeah, structure. It's like, I could have siphoned the beer out from underneath. <laughs> it's all still been there. I was amazed. I'm like, wow, it's like cotton candy. Really unusual. No, it's what creates a structure, like a skeleton. I, well, or I, that and maybe it's related to the uh, to the um, you know no boil of the, oh, no, yeah, of the that, kit. Maybe that, uh, but uh, yeah. you know, I, it really did do a do a tremendous job of uh, top. Uh, you know, it'd be a great top cropper and tremendous flavor to it. If you like English beers, you got to get the West Yorkshire yeast. You, you'd you'd be Kicking yourself if you never tried it. That's sort of a seasonal or once in a while thing. Think, yeah, for I don't know. Wait, I don't what know. time of year? I don't know. I think you should send an email to like Greg Doss at uh, Y East. Got me curious. And say, hey, Greg, uh, you know, I need some West Yorkshire and see what happens. <laughs> and then he'll be, you know, at the next conference. So smile. I'll do alias emails. He'll be really, really nice <laughs> to me. But you know, Leslie looks down at you. He's probably. Yeah, I, I get the feeling he looks down on. Looks me. down on everybody. I think he does. Yeah. He's, he's just got that. Uh, taller than everybody kind of uh, <laughs> yeah, attitude, it. doesn't he? Well, look, I would, I would call it an attitude, more like a look. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Isn't yeah. he like 6'9"? <laughs> yeah, he's very yeah, good. He might be better. No, he's the, the sweetest, most wonderful guy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we digress. <laughs> Let's do, you want to do one more quick one because we're out of time here? All right, this one's easy from uh, Beer Hawk. He said, what temperature should the ESB style be served at? He feels like it should be served a little warmer than normal, maybe mm. mid to high 40s. Do you agree? Oh, I'd go. I'd go into the low fifties, even higher. Oh yeah. Why? Ah, really? All the the flavors come out. Um, you know the the yeast character. Uh, you know, I think the warmer temperature gives it a softness. Um, you know, there's just a lot to it. Get some of the carbonation out of it. Yeah. If it's got too. I much. mean, the temperature you serve that bottle at, I thought was was perfect. And that you know, totally purposeful. 
Of course. Of course. Thrown in the you freezer. You're quite Five the seller man. Yeah, that was awesome. Right. <laughs> no, two more minutes in the freezer. Okay, go. Yeah, no, I think it's a little warmer, you, you know, uh, like a lot of British beers, and it really does bring out those those fruity characters, the malts, the hops, all that stuff, and the, I think it's a great great way to do it. But, you know, you drink it at whatever you enjoy. I think uh, nobody's going to tell you, but I think you should try it warmer, all your beers. Try them warmer, try them colder, you know, try different carbonation levels, especially if you have, uh, you know, a kegging setup. It's one of the great things is try lower carbonation, try higher carbonation, and every beer has its magic point of carbonation and temperature. The yeah. G-spot in beer. There you go. Yeah. There whoa, you go. whoa. The That's G-spot. a different show. The beer G-spot. <laughs> yeah. It's called Love Strong. We were, we were going to... We're going to do that. Still going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Who knows? Who knows what, what shows will be coming on the... Uh, coming? The BN Waves. On the BN, yeah. Who, who, who knows, who knows <laughs> how we'll be coming all over the uh, listeners? Have you seen that new growler in our store? No, I haven't. The check Warhead, that, baby. The Warhead growler. Yeah, they, that you should check sweet. that out. Everybody, I should go to uh, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store and check out the uh, new growler there. Check out all the other goodies they have there because when you buy books or shirts or hats or glassware or growlers or whatever from the Brewing Network, you get uh, a great item and the Brewing Network gets uh, something that goes direct to their bottom line to support uh, programming like this. Also, check out our great sponsor, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Good stuff, good prices, good people, good customer service. Check them out. Till then, Bruce Strong. And welcome.